from the Diocese of Gallup. Welcome to Crozier Cast. I'm Susan Hammond, Director of Communications. With me, as always, is your host, Bishop James Wall, and we have a special guest today. Uh, Maggie, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, my name is Maggie Jetty. Um, I'm originally from Trail, California, a small town in North Central California, and um, I earned my bachelor's degree in Spanish education and also earned a master's degree in clinical speech pathology from Northern Arizona University. And I now live in a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona. I've been married to my husband, Michael, for eight years, and we have three children. Our oldest is Blaze, our seven-year-old, who's in first grade. Then we have a four-year-old son, Savio, and our sweet daughter, Gemma Rose, who's one and a half. And I also um, paint peg saint dolls under the name Saintly Heart. So you you, uh, live in the Phoenix area, right? Yeah, Mary, in Gilbert. Yep, in Gilbert, and uh, married with uh, with uh, three children. Great, great. So you, so one of the ways that you and I got to, to know each other. Obviously, I've known your husband for a much longer time, but one of the ways that you and I got to know each other was through um, this this work, this apostolate uh, that you have um, in terms of um, painting these peg saints, which are really neat. So um, maybe you can talk to us about how you, how you started doing that and about how long you've been doing that as well. Okay, so I first started painting them in the fall of 2012 when my oldest son was almost two years old. He's seven now. Um, I was looking for a special birthday gift for my niece, who is turning six. She's also my goddaughter, so I was looking for a faith-based gift. Um, I came across a website that inspired me to paint the Peg Saints. So I painted her favorite six saints, and while I was creating these, my son enjoyed holding them and interacting with them. Um, I had also printed the like homemade holy cards to go along with the saints using the images from what I based my painting off of. And my son, who again was not yet two, started taking the peg saints and matching them to the holy card images. And from observing him with the peg saints, I was inspired to create his own set. Um, have more I could go into detail if you want. <laughs> that's pretty cool though. That's that's neat that I mean it came out of, of uh, one of your vocations obviously as a mother and um, and and then as a godmother too and then uh, and then using that to I like the idea of taking the saint that you create and matching it off of more of a traditional image right the traditional image of the saint and then your son was able to to, to match that up that's a I think that's a really cool way plus it's a neat way to show how um, I think how children are naturally drawn to the saints, and uh, they, they love the saints. I've, I've always been that way. I remember we had a saint book growing up. We still have it, and I used to turn it to the same page as I do every time. If I open up the book now, I go to the page of St. Sebastian because he's shot with a bunch of arrows, and I just, as a little kid, thought that was very cool. And, uh, and then in our family Bible, I always went to the picture of uh, John the Baptist's head on a platter. So those were the, I was, I was attracted to martyrs. I don't know if for the right reason, but I just thought it was, I thought it was good. I'm looking for my Saint Sebastian. I have him here. Oh, here we go. There, nice. Sebastian, I can see his arrows and, and everything. I see, you know, when, I, when we go around for confirmation, I always ask the kids what saint did they choose and why they chose uh, Sebastian. You know, saying a lot of kids will say Sebastian because of sports, but actually I had a young man the other day who said, I chose Sebastian because of his courage. And usually the answer, I'm like, here it comes, sports. And this, kid's, this kid said, I chose him because he was courageous, which was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive to, to see that. 
No, that's neat. That's a that's a neat way that um, neat way that you started, I, and I like the fact that to know how long you've been doing it as well. So are there there? So maybe if you could tell us, are there any other things that ties into, you know, why you started it or how you started it? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm actually a pediatric speech therapist, so naturally, early childhood language development has been a specialty of mine. And seeing the way my son was interacting with these peg saints, I realized he was not too young to learn about the saints. We had board books about the saints, but the tangible object that he could hold and play with just really stepped up the learning for a young child. And I realized there was a need for peg saints, so that children could more easily get to know the saints better. Um, there's a lot of research that shows that children learn early concepts first through objects and then later through pictures. For example, um, a child learns to match colors by being given block colored blocks before they'll be able to name the color or identify the color um, based off of pictures alone. So books on saints are wonderful, and um, we have a plethora of them at our house. But I realized we needed something more for young children to help enhance their ability to relate to the saints earlier, at an earlier age. Um, I also saw how young kids are obsessed with superheroes and princesses from practically the moment they start talking. That's a great, Um, I agree with that. Suzanne and I have already done a a couple uh, (laughs) podcasts on... uh, on Marvels and Marvel superheroes and all that stuff. So that's been a, a previous pod, podcast we did. Probably that's that's probably what the attraction we have to the Saints <laughs> leads a little of that. So you're Sam. So you're saying you're how little kids seem to be obsessed with like princesses. Yeah, I've seen that with my great nieces and and then all superheroes as well. She's, yeah, and the way this obsession increases is not only through like the books and the movies, but through the toys and dolls based off of these characters. And so I thought, let's get blaze learning about the saints early on so that he's also really excited about the saints and realizes like this is part of our life <laughs> these yeah. are friends from an early age um that's a great idea well, I, I was um just out to saint michael's indian school and every year they do this thing called the miracle fair and what they do is the kids do these little dioramas on a particular saint and they just absolutely love them and they try to find some of them find saints that they know well. Some trying to find obscure saints, same, maybe a saint like they want to be like when they grow up. But there was three kids that did this one, um, the the uh, the uh, martyrdom of Saint Josephat, and it was pretty gruesome and gory. But they absolutely loved kind of putting on this whole thing. And but they could tell me all about Saint Josephat, and they could tell me about his martyrdom. I think they're in fourth or fifth grade. But there was this this real love for this this saint. And um, we, I, and I said, well, why did why did you do Joseph Pat? And they they talked about how much they liked him, so they did that. But then they also did this depiction of how he was martyred, which was uh, pretty neat, pretty neat. Wow. So that's good. That's great. So I I agree. I I think we we kind of have a like a a crisis in heroes in our society, and where we we have our young people are looking up to the wrong type of people. We're looking up to people for the, because they're doing the wrong things and maybe negative examples or influences. And, and the thing I love about the saints is these are positives. These are the ones who essentially have gotten it right. They're the ones who are in heaven, and, and they're the ones we can look to and, and ask for their intercessory prayers for us where they've gone. We can hope to follow. And I think the earlier that we can instill that truth into the lives of our young people, uh, the better off we are. And so I think that's great what you're doing with the Peg Saints and 
start with your kids and, and uh, your goddaughter and then uh, continuing on, on through that. So um, I know you've made a number of a number of peg saints. I have my favorites, and I know my mom has her favorite. But um, can you uh, can you maybe tell me um, been doing this? What are the, some of the favorite peg saints that you've made that you've done? Okay, so this is a tough question because some of the most popular saints are um, that get requested for orders are Saint Therese. Um, John, John Paul II and St. Mother Teresa. Um, I'm trying to think. I have a Mother Teresa. I'm yeah. That. You gave me that um, one. But... Who else? And then Our Lady Guadalupe is oh, also yeah. a popular one. So I don't really have a favorite that I paint, but I do get excited to paint new things that I've never painted. Um, so, and I also have recently been asked to paint um blessed and servants of god and recent um mother angelica which was really fun some other popular ones are saint jude oh saint francis of cc by far is also oh, yeah. a popular one yeah everybody loves francis yeah and you've you've actually you also painted bishops too right exactly i was gonna <laughs> say and other um holy men and women that are currently living <laughs> you paint you, there you go there's one of me so i i <laughs> I have one. My mom has one. You have one right there, and um, and then you, Pope oh, Benedict. He was the one that made me a bishop, so that's great. You took, you took Saint Patrick to Ireland. My, you? we took um, Saint Patrick to Ireland. You, you made Patrick um, with Patrick Madrid and Nancy Madrid. We did a pilgrimage, and the first one we did that was with the California Mission pilgrimage, and we took the new saint Junipero Serra, and we took him and. Uh, it was kind of fun. We did kind of a flat Stanley thing. He was everywhere. It was fun to see him revisit all these missions that he started. And it got to be really, really popular. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know because of Patrick, I picked up a number of followers. But uh, I picked up a ton of followers just doing that. People were super excited to see where he was going to show up next. And I have to say, I was reposting your pictures mm -hmm. on our Instagram and Facebook accounts. And they were really popular as well. Yeah, those are great. Those are a lot of fun. So... We yeah. are doing in uh, in October. We're doing an English Martyrs tour, and so we're probably going to have to get a uh, uh, Saint Thomas More, who's my confirmation saint, and there she's showing Saint Thomas More, and probably a uh, probably a John Fisher too. I was thinking John a Fisher. A John Fisher. Yeah. I was going to ask you which saints. I knew Saint Thomas More. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he was your confirmation saint. That's who I chose After for confirmation. After Madrid, I saw him in. January, he was at my parish, um, so I gave him St. Thomas More. I just nice. need to send you St. Thomas More. Nice, nice. St. John Fisher. Yeah, we'll take St. John, we'll take both of them on the way. Maybe you can and have... I haven't painted St. John Fisher, so that, that'll be fun. This will be a first one. Maybe that'll they could do a, conf a competition, like Patrick, who can have them gain the most followers by coming up with the most He has so pictures. many more followers than I do. <laughs> it's not even, it's not even we fair. And the most, most creative. <laughs> <laughs> now, not only do you do the Peg Saints, but I think that you and Mike do something together, right? You want to talk about the book for the Peg right, Saints? Yes, we um, created a, a, a book based on the Saints called Encyclopedia of Peg Saints. So our publisher approached us and asked us to create a book um, using the Peg Saints as the main image and then doing like fun facts, a very unique way to um, talk about the saints. So it's not, so it's just little boxes 
um, that you read, um, kind of like the Lego Encyclopedia was kind of the inspiration based off of it. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Peg Saint Encyclopedia, of course. Well, it is. Encyclopedia it, Peg Saint. It's, it's, it's done very, very well. I mean, it is done very well. And I know my nephews and nieces, when they come over to the house, they love to take the little Peg Saints and then... And then, uh, then the one that's of me, they always like to take that one and find me in the back of the book. And my one great nephew, um, Ezekiel, he's, he was three years old at the time, and he was flipping through the pages, and he saw me, and he goes, and he was, he was with his aunt, and he goes, hey, that's my friend, you know, his uncle. <laughs> that's my friend, that's my friend. So I think that's about the highest compliment I could give from my great nephew, Sam, that's my friend. But he loves, loves, loves the book. He he really he really does, and he loves all the little saints that go that go with it to do. So maybe if you could um, talk to us about you know how how do you you know is there do you choose to make a saint because somebody asks you to, or sometimes you choose to make a saint because maybe you learn about one or your heart's moved towards one. What's what's kind of the process of that? Um, well, at the beginning, it was just kind of starting a collection of our favorite saints for fun. So we started with, like, his patron saint, our patron saints. Um, and then from there, it just grew into requests. And then um, some friends found there, like, you're doing so many. Like, you need to offer this to more people. You need to open a shop. So I opened a shop on Etsy. And then from there, I just go off of um, custom requests. But if I um, have time, I'll paint a group of certain saints that are popular, like maybe I'll paint a bunch of St. Therese's and have them ready to ship um, and list them in my shop. But it's basically off of um, requests. Now you do, as you long do, as it's a saint, I'll paint. You did, you did nativity sets too, right? Nativity saints, yeah. which are cool. Yeah, and so, so those take a little bit longer, so I don't always like advertise that. No, <laughs> because we, individual we, saints are a little bit um, quicker to paint, but at Christmas time I usually have a nativity saint. Sure. Available. I, maybe we so can talk a little bit about I had to lie to my mom one time because <laughs> my mom saw these nativity sets and she just absolutely loved them and she told me about this. So I called Maggie and I and I ordered one. And then she later on she says, Uh oh, your mom called and ordered one. I said, You have to tell her you're out of them. <laughs> and so and so she did. She she uh, we played along and I had to tell my mom we lied, but she was so excited. So she sets it up every year and it's great. And one day she set it up a little too low, and one of my dogs, Jake, he's a golden retriever, he decided to take uh, St. Joseph and chew on St. Joseph for a while. Thank God we <laughs> caught him, and Joseph survived. But that, well, I'm actually recording this on the Feast of St. Joseph, the worker. But yeah, Joseph, is a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough man, strong man. He, he survived Jake, so which was good. But yeah, the nativities are very, very neat. And, and you know, not only do the little kids love them, but the adults love them. They're just beautiful. They're, they're, they're done very well. And the thing I like about them is they're custom made. Um, you know, they're not mass produced. They're custom made, which, which makes them that much more special. Um, maybe, do, do you have any, any advice for other people who might like to convey their, their Catholic faith through, through art like this or through some of the talents that they have? Um, I would just, oh gosh, advice. I would say go for it. If they feel called to... Um share the gospel message through their talent of art, I would definitely recommend that they go through. It can be challenging to get, you know, get your art out there, but there's so many means now through social media, um, you know, instant marketing right there. Um, Etsy is an easy way to start selling your artwork. 
Um, but I mean, we're always looking, even though we have peg saints for our children, I'm always looking for new ways to, um, decorate our house in a Christian way and provide new learning material to my children. Sure. That's great. That's great. I have a, I don't know if you want, I have a couple like testimonies of people with their peg saints if you want me to. Sure. That'd be awesome to to hear those. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, So one testimony, well, let me back up here, sorry. So initially these peg saints started out as a need for children, but I've seen it grow as also a need for adults because adults have become some of my biggest collectors. Um, I've received beautiful messages from customers about how meaningful the peg saints have been to them or to the person they've gifted it. I've also had non-Catholics purchase um, some of the popular modern-day saints, such as St. Mother Teresa, St. John Paul II, Pope Francis, which I think is really cool because in the end, these saints are reminders of God's love for us. Yeah. Um, one testimony I received last year, which was so cool, was a college student ordered a St. Mary Magdalene um, during Holy Week, and then she told me afterwards that she held on to her kind of like a fidget toy while she was taking her final exams. She said it helped her feel the presence of the saints in her session during that stressful time. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what, what do images do. The images remind us of, of the saints. So, like, you know, if you want to be reminded of a family member, you might carry that image in your wallet or your purse or something like that. But um, here is our, our family in heaven. And so you can have this great little image, hold on to something, carry it in your pocket, have it set in a nice special place. And it reminds us of the saint, allows us to pray to the saint, ask for the intercession, and then, and it, 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 I think it helps us to grow in our, our trust and our love for the saints, too. And, and then we can, we can imitate the virtues that they, they show us. I know Archbishop Coakley from the Oklahoma City Diocese, he and I are getting ready to go back out on the Camino again this summer, so I do know that my St. James the Greater will be going with me, and uh, he's going to get pictures all over the place, so we're pretty excited. So I'll, I'll go ahead and post those on. And uh, we'll link to your stuff as well as the diocese will link that too. That's neat. Um, another uh, testimony was a person who travels internationally for work told me just recently, and she's been collecting for over a year, um, and she has quite the collection. She told me that she takes um, her peg saints with her when she travels because she gets a lot of anxiety flying. So she'll pull it out and just like look at the details, and it distracts her from her nervousness and on the airplane. Um, and it also reminds her of the life of that saint as well. That's great. Maybe somebody like St. Joseph of Cupertino, patron saint of aviators, or, yeah, your, your saint favorite saint. St. Christopher, patron travels. St. Raphael, patron travels. And I know that you also did, um, they're not necessarily peg saints, like mine's not a peg saint because I'm not a saint. I want to be a saint. But you also <laughs> did um, uh, two images of uh, two good friends of mine, uh, Patrick and Nancy Madrid, and I know that they have these two images sitting in their kitchen window. And I was just, I just stayed with them last week. I was speaking at a, a pro-life, a post-abortive uh, pro-life uh, fundraiser. And there, there's the little, the little uh, what do we call them, little peg persons or peg people? Peg images. Peg yeah. images that, uh, that you did, uh, Patrick and Nancy. And I know they love them. And, I, and they're, they're quite a big hit with their kids and their grandkids as well. Um. I don't know if you have seen the reliquarium in Phoenix or in Mesa at St. Timothy's. I have. It's beautiful. So we recently um, 
participated in a little project connected to it. They reached out to us um, and they asked us to, so there's over 75 relics of saints in this reliquarium and they, in a way to help children better understand what these are, what the relics are, who who they are of, um, they asked me to paint each of each of the saints in there. Um, and so they're setting it up in a little children's area, like a little children's chapel, but not really a chapel, but a little children's area in their um, office. And it's and it's under it says Peg Saint Reliquarium under construction right now, but all the Peg Saints are there. Um, and you can see them next time you're in that area. That's awesome. So the, the parish is at 1730 West Guadalupe Road in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, it's a parish where Life Teens started. I served as a uh, parochial vicar there for one year. But the, 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 relic, the reliquarium is amazing, and I think this is a great idea. So we'll, we'll go ahead and link that on our, sh- our show notes, too. Uh, we'll link uh, stuff to your, um, your site, and then we'll also link stuff to, uh, uh, to Patrick Madrid because we talked about him. So we'll go ahead and, and do that, too. But uh, Maggie, thanks for, for being a, a guest on our, on our, uh, our podcast on CrozierCast uh, uh, this week. And so... Um, I think it's great that we're helping to get the message, the good work that you and your husband are doing. And uh, this really is a, an a integral, a very important part of the new evangelization, which ultimately is to make our Lord and his church known uh, to a world that needs to know him now more so than ever. So again, thanks for being with us today. And uh, God bless you and your husband and the three kids. And we'll have Suzanne take us out. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks as always for listening. If you want to check out anything that we mentioned, link, we'll link over to Maggie's sites in our show notes. Um, and thanks again for listening to CrozierCast. We'll see you next time for another episode. And thank you, Maggie and Bishop Wall. Thanks. God bless. Thank you.